right, Steven, I think they're ready for us. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's get it. So what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of We Got Next. I'm one of your hosts of the show, Hayes, aka AO Shifty. And as always, we want to thank you for always coming on. Just listen to us, tuning in. We do have a special guest today. As you all can see, it's at Steven underscore Springs. So we appreciate that. Steven, how you been, man? I thought you were going to say, as always, Steven's joining me, but that's not, <laughs> so that was, that's not the case. I didn't see, I didn't see the end of the poll, what the, what the results were. So if those who don't know, Christian put out a poll on his Twitter account. It was asking, will Steven be on the show this week? And it was like, hell no. Um, I forget what the options were or like, so he's going to resign. Yes, definitely not. Or he's probably resigning. Yeah. And I put, I put definitely not. You did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because that's usually how things have been going these days. But I, um, the reason we're doing it tonight on this, on this Tuesday is because I'm, you know, usually if I'm out, it's because kid related or it's work. So tomorrow's mm-hmm. actually work related. I'm traveling up to New York for work. Um, yeah. So I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. But that's why we want, I, it was either we do it tonight or, yeah, your boy's making moves. Mm-hmm. Or I gotta go see the homies, the work, the work homies. Um, it was either we do it tonight or we potentially do it tomorrow live from my hotel room. But I knew Christian probably wasn't gonna bank on me being being available tomorrow, so I decided to do it tonight. <laughs> it worked out well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's too funny. So what's funny about that is, and I didn't even know where Stephen was going, but we're legit gonna be in the same place two different Wednesdays. Because the Wednesday after that, um, they had NFT NYC, and I'll get into this later on during the show, but that is in New York from Tuesday to Thursday, but I'm going up there Wednesday, and then I'll be up there until probably Friday, because like one of the, the D-Gods have something like Thursday night, so I'm not about to end up leaving Thursday. Um, yeah, so I'll probably be doing the same thing, recording somehow, some way up there, but shout out Steven. He found a will in a way. For us to end up getting it. and I was like, you know, we can end up doing it on Tuesday. We'll still put it out on the Wednesday or Thursday as normal. Um, but what sports, before we dive into anything, what sports have you been focused on, looking at, or what's been the deal with everything? I know a lot's been going on with golf, but outside of quick slants talk, what have you been focusing on? Um, and don't say your kids swimming. Yeah, um, we've, we've been breaking down the film of, of Mason's T-ball swing and Mia's <laughs> dives. Um, yeah, that comes later. Um, a lot of golf. Um, we can we can touch on that a little bit later on, but a lot of golf. Um, that's really, like, lately, I mean, sure, like, I've been watching the NBA Finals, but I'm, like, I'm not, not putting as much stock into it as I thought I was after watching last night's game and we'll get into it. I, I think the series is over, um, which sucks. I'll be driving home um, during game five, during game six up in Boston, which is kind of good because I really don't want to see the Warriors win. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I can turn, turn the radio off and drive. Um, let's see hockey. I've been watching a little hockey um, here and there. Haven't watched too much since the Penguins lost to the Rangers, but um, did that. It's a big, big recruiting month for Penn State. So I've been following that. Um, lots going on there. Season or like the season um, training camps and all that kind of good stuff. Fall camp for college right around the corner. That's going to be here before we know it, uh, which is dope. Um, baseball, eh. My cousin, so I have a group chat with the, with the 
my uncles and cousins, everybody in my family. My cousin sent us a, a text about like since May, whatever the Pirates had had won like eight and four, or like they won the most games, or lowest ERA, whatever. Since he has, t- since he texted us that like two weeks ago, Pirates have lost seven straight. <laughs> and like everybody in the group chat knows it too. Like everybody mm-hmm. knows like that's so like that's the reason why the Pirates are losing. Because my cousin, my cousin tweet texted us about this tweet. I forget what it was like. Yeah, since May, whatever, the Pirates had the best record or one of the best records, best ERA in the, in the National League, yada, yada, yada. Um, and they've lost seven straight, which is like very typical for the Pirates to lose, you know, maybe seven, eight, nine, ten games in a row at one point in the season. But um, but just trying to catch up on everything. Like, there's, there's surprisingly a lot going on. And then once we hit the once the finals are over for NHL and uh, um, and the NBA, it's like we have the World Cup, though. Yes, in the summer we do it's have the World November. Cup. Are you? Are you? Are you? It's in November. Yep, because it's in Qatar. It's too hot there, man. Oh, are you surprised I knew that? Uh, I'm surprised that it was. Are you surprised? Are you, are you surprised more so that I knew that, or more so that I paid enough attention, scrolling through Twitter to like to stop and like click on it and be like, oh, that's when. Like, I didn't know it was in November though until you just said that. I thought it was. Like so my brain did not compute what you said at first. And then I was like, hold up. This man really said the World Cup. And I said, hold on. He really said the World Cup. I also said like a question. <laughs> like, I was, like, I thought I was going to be wrong about that, too. Uh-huh. Like, we have the World Cup. We um, do have all, it this year. Also, hashtag free Brittany Griner, right? Uh, damn, I don't know. If She's never coming back. Never coming back, bro. Like, never I don't really back. know. So for everyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, Brittany Griner's been in Russia for, like, years, it feels like. It's been around since, like, February or so. But they, since it's in Russia, the U.S. can do but so much because they have to follow, like, their rules. And also, they're using Brittany as essentially a pawn, almost, for damn near everything. Like, oh, we can hold her right over you. Uh, Diana Tarasi was a part of, like, different talks that they had with, like, political officials and stuff like that um but they extended her detention there and this is all for basically like weed oils and stuff like that speaking of weed so, um shout out to mantras Harrell for oh, he had facing, bags he had three pounds of weed and now he's facing potential drug trafficking charges mm-hmm. which is a class d felony up to five years in prison and ten thousand dollar fine in what was it kentucky i think when he got mm-hmm. pulled over like bro a- a- every time Every time there is something that happens with an athlete involving this, this type of nature, I get they're humans and I get like, they do shit that like the normal humans do. Right. I get that. But like when you're in that position and you have, and you're making that kind of money doing what you're doing. I know we all know like what goes into them becoming professional athletes, but like when you are making that kind of money and you are who you are, come on, man, like you Mm -hmm. cannot put yourself in those positions like it you always happens just, in the off season too that's the big how do you how do you not have someone else that can do that like you got to have like a lesser person in your group that'll take that, all these falls yeah that'll like no one cares about that says oh yeah jimmy can go to jail we don't care about him like mm-hmm. we'll put him we'll put we'll put three pounds of weed in the car with jimmy three pounds three pounds not of ounces weed. not an eighth or a quarter pounds pounds is a lot of goddamn yeah. weed for you to that's, have why do you have it outside of you selling it or trafficking it and it was in else. it was in vacuum sealed bags so like you're you're not taking that from like your apartment to like your boy's house to like you know throw up a j 
Mm-mm. You're you're obviously taking that somewhere for something, and it's not like if he's doing it for like money. It's not like he needs the money. Maybe he does. Yeah, like he's, he hasn't been linked that long. He can't be that bad with his money. But like, damn, like ah, makes yeah, me so he, angry. When he after did you do go that. to Louisville, um, so I guess that was kind of back home ish for him. But the other thing is, it was a traffic stop, so there were other things he did wrong. Yeah, he was following one. following too close to. It, that always happens. He was following too close to the car in front of him. It's always because of like another traffic stop. They're not just like randomly stopping him. No, because they uh, think he might have weed in the car. Now, when they approach the car, they 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 smelled weed and mm-hmm. they found something in his pocket. But then they also found the three pounds of marijuana in his in a vacuum sealed bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come yeah. on. It's a little tough to hide like three pounds. You can't just end yeah, up sliding that I under mean, the and, seat. Yeah, and they're gonna find it. Yeah. They're, it's not like you dropped a roach. Like they're going no, to find it. No, that's different. Yeah. Like <laughs> they're gonna find. Oh man, that's all right. Anyway, yeah. But that's trying to catch up on everything. There's a lot going on now, and there won't be in like three weeks. So um, uh-huh. you know, then I unfortunately for me now the World Cup doesn't start till November. So looks like my summer is wide open. I know that's going to be hype, but what we'll do is we have two fast break ones. I'll try to get through them fast. Um, I had to do this one with the bank because I honestly had four when I started this. So first off, did you see this one? Yeah. Oh, I did see this. I tell us like an hour ago. <laughs> so Stephen will walk us through it. And it's the funniest thing in the world because this is legit how a kid is before so anything else. I didn't see I didn't I didn't listen to it, but the kid ate a looks like just like a pepper. I'm guessing and uh-huh. it obviously hit him hit him hard and he's struggling and and I, <laughs> he says you have to call 911 is it can you hear it because i can't hear it yeah um he said that i think he said you have to call 911 or something like that so he just said he called 911 yeah. and yeah. he was crying no, so man. that was the first one i've I done that to, to my sh- kids yeah. i've given i've given them like salsa that's like really spicy and yeah they they and you instantly regret it oh absolutely because it's like who's gonna take care of them me you do like my my dumb ass who gave him the gave him the hot stuff now i gotta deal with it <laughs> stupid so the other one and this is the one that i'm pretty sure steven saw this one he saw the other one because this one is interesting i didn't want to pull it from where i originally found it from so one of my friends uh put it for something else did you see this no <laughs> no what is this man do- oh my god what is this man doing so it says he's practicing to run down his ops no and- way <laughs> what is this man doing no so i'll play it and give steven all the time in the world to say his instant thoughts um it's multiple different scenes he's going to be doing it for starters <laughs> the weight is basically a gun and he's practicing Okay, he's putting his body in his pants. <laughs> That's like a 10-pound weight. Quick, man. Oh, my God. Get out of here. <laughs> Look at his face. What is my man doing? Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> Yo, I could, not, I could not deal with that if I saw that man at the gym. I'd have so- to leave. I'd have to leave. So for Bye. everyone that is listening to it, because um, I started to notice the people that listen on Spotify has been increasing. It's um, a guy that's on the treadmill 
and he's using the weight as like a gun. So he's taking it from like his waist, pulling it out. And then on top of over the treadmill, he's pretending to shoot. That's the first scene. The second scene, he has two dumbbells and it looks like he's using a machine gun or some sort because it looks like he's shooting like multiple rounds with it and he's shooting it towards the ground. Uh, I guess someone's on the ground that he's practiced on shooting on. I feel how he has Crocs on, I think. I, I know. Well, he flip-flops. Yeah, and then in his final scene, he's on the ground as if someone's like right up next to him on top of him, and he's shooting the dumbbell to practice. So again, I don't know when he's ever really going to need this or have to use it or want to use it. Um, But yeah, so that was that, and those are our fast break ones for this week. The other thing I wanted to end up just bringing up, and we'll go into stocks and crypto because that's been like basically the big topics of everything a lot of people are always worried like look at bitcoin and what i had to explain to people and just looking everyone will touch on stocks as well is they said in the stock market that the stock market since the beginning of this year has lost 10 trillion dollars and then also in cryptocurrency cryptocurrency has basically lost around um one to like 1.5 trillion dollars off of their total market cap And a lot of this is because of our own doing, in a sense, because everyone was like super excited, super hyped for all them checks we were going to get, the stimulus checks, uh, the infrastructure bills, like the bailouts that were going to happen, and people looking in the present instead of what's going to happen in the future. And then you look down the line and you start to see all right, there's shortages on stuff. So I've been hearing about that a lot, like the supply chain shortage, then food prices going up. You go anywhere and you're noticing that. Then gas is going up. Um, Maryland, yeah, uh, Maryland was blessed for a little bit because if everyone recalls, there was a time (laughs) when Maryland got like a bill that was passed that there was no tax for like a month or so. And that definitely saw an impact then. If I would have known better, I probably would have, saved like two to three gallons worth of gas and just like stored it in a garage or something like that but it's one of those that maryland gas is basically around like five dollars pushing five plus if you go to dc it is six dollars um and these are all prices i was just in california last year and these prices were six dollars for them and now we're having that same six dollars prices over here so you can imagine like what the gas price is over there in california and it just gets to the point of more people are going to expect to telework or want to telework because they can't afford it. The amount of people that are homeless is increasing. The amount of people that need second, third jobs to help with their family is going to increase because Yo, you do that. Yeah. I Real quick. I Sorry to interrupt you, but um, I went to, um, I went to the gas station in, in our neighborhood to get some to drink real quick. And um, there was this girl who walked in and I was behind her and uh, she got, I think she, the cashier was chit-chatting with her and she, I think she said she was 19. And uh, so, you know, so, you know, she's broke and bro, she got $15 worth of gas and gas is 509 here. That's what my brother did. (laughs) Bro, I, I'm like, you're going to have to turn around by the time you get out of the parking lot. Exactly. Yes. Like you're, you are not making it. But no. yo, either like, I mean, I can't say like I, I've been there and like struggle, but like, you know, we've all been broke. 
Like we've all mm-hmm. we've all been there, but like when we were broke, gas, you could still put in like you could still go to the register and give twenty dollars and you'd be you'd be able you like you'd be you'd good. Yeah. It was like because it was probably like 150, like 175, you'd be good, bro. Mm-hmm. But like you put you put fifteen dollars in your car now, you are not You're making not it to like the next stoplight. No. That's crazy. Like, yeah. But like that's like people who are coming right out of college, most of them probably don't have cars, but like you know, there's still like how many millions of people that are graduating college and like going to like not just New York City or like places like that where you can walk everywhere. And mm-hmm. like, God forbid, you, you do live in New York or a place like that. Rents, uh, who the who the hell knows how much rent is in New York City right now for yeah, for for a, a, an apartment that's like as big as like what you can see on my screen right now. Mm-hmm. So like fifteen dollars in your tank, oh man, that's like that sucks. <laughs> like yeah. that that sucks like five years ago fine you can you can still get somewhere now mm-hmm. you can't you can't do shit no what's what's funny is so two things with this one the rent prices we were just in miami two weeks ago and the rent prices are dumb like dumb. everywhere around there they just don't make sense their floors are probably like 30 to 50 stories high it's ridiculous to buildings and all of those floors are so expensive it's same thing in like new york but the big thing with like gas prices are I was mm-hmm. talking to one of my friends and we have like a couple of weddings that are coming up for our friends. And then, of course, we all my friends, we go place around here and they were joking around because I just got a new car and they said, not nah, if you're driving anywhere, I'm not giving you any gas money because we could take my hybrid and it would be that much cheaper. But you mm-hmm. elect to take your car. So I'm not helping with, you, with the gas. And that's really how it is. Those were not conversations before, but because of the cost of gas, it's so expensive. My brother just got $15 last week. He was like, hey, Chris, I got $15 and that does not hit the same way. $15 back in the day, you are at least at a half a tank, if not more. $15 isn't going to give you shit. No. Nothing, bro. It sucks. You're turning around. And I say all that because um, it's affecting everything. Crypto markets, stock markets, everywhere you kind of name it, just even touching on, I'll just touch on one story here and then I'll go into the stock market because that's the big thing I do want to bring up. But in terms of the crypto market, so there was a big thing of Celsius, which is a cryptocurrency for everyone out there that kind of do lending and things of that nature. And they, it was found out that they withdrew money off of their platform and transferred it. And like two or three days later, they halted all withdrawals and deposits. And those type of stories are extremely unethical in the sense of y'all knew it was going to happen or you knew it was going to happen to your platform. So you moved all your money, then you stopped everybody else from doing it. Again, Stephen and I, before we got on here, we were just talking about things that like other crazy jobs can do. Name how many times I could be at my job and know something, send something, and then hit stop all emails from everybody else. They'd be like, no, um, we're going to let you go or you're about to end up going to jail. You can't do that at normal places, but at these places you can. And the other thing I wanted to touch on with Steven, because I just heard this. So five or six cryptocurrency companies, they had to lay off um, workers. So they had to lay off 15% of their workers. At one company, they laid off 200 people at another company. And it was because they said they grew too fast. Um, They grew faster than they basically expected. So now with like markets pulling back, they don't need all those people because not as many people are investing at the same route. Again, going back to all this, there is nowhere else on the world. What is Apple going to do? Oh, you know what? Our iPhone 38 sales just were so much and we didn't expect that. But now iPhone 39 
aren't doing that well. So we're going to let you all go. You can't, those are the places you expect to give and provide all these jobs and you're letting them go. It's not like we have a collective bargaining agreement amongst like the normal people or like exactly. normal like, companies. Like me and Christian were talking about this just before. And what I, what I was saying was, and I think this is a great idea, which is never going to happen because it's just like, in theory, it sounds great, but like, there's just, you know, not enough headway in companies to make this happen. But like, when you go, when you go to a company and you sign your contract with a company and we've all been there, like, don't you wish it was, you could sign for two years, you know, hundred thousand dollars. If it's like entry level job type of thing, you sign for two years or like, you know, $95, dollars whatever, something like that. Right. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but that's 50 grand a year. Cool. Like, like that's, you know, pretty average. I don't know what average salary is actually these days, but regardless. And then after those two years are up, I was taking my job, for example, like I'm in sales and the territory that I'm in, is supposed to increase by 30%. And if I do that, like, even if I do, even if I increase it by 30% or like 35%, I could be hundred percent over. There's not like chances of me getting a like significant pay raise, like significant. I'm talking like 10 grand ain't happening. Mm-hmm. No. Cause that means everyone else is going to be pissed. And like the company like has money to do so. You know, they, they'll give us like, they give us all you know, a raise quote unquote, which like, mm-hmm. bro, it was like, you might as well just throw me a dollar and say, here you go. That's really what it was. I'm not, like at the end of the day, you can say it's like $500 or $1,000 or whatever, but like that's mm-hmm. before you take off all the taxes and like, you know, bend us over and do, do all this kind of stuff. And it's like, yeah. all right, yeah, here's, here, here's a 20, go, go put, go, go put gas in your car. And, but it's like, if you, you know, you sign a company two years, $1,000 after that two years, you know, if you met your quotas or you did this for that project or you, you know, you met expectations or whatever, like you could either sign with that company again, like renegotiate another deal for like another two years for like $150,000 or company XYZ comes along and says, Hey, Christian, you know, we saw your performance. We saw what you did this year, especially in Q3 and Q4, you really hiked up those numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't, you know, we'd love to offer you a three-year, $175,000 deal. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, that, like, again, on the surface, that sounds like it's entirely possible. Yeah. Because a lot of these companies, your company probably has the money to do so. Your company probably has the standing to, like, <laughs> make that happen. Because your company, you know, it's Freddie Mac. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you work at, like, a mom and pop shop, obviously that's not going to happen. Or if you're, like, yeah. company at right out of college, you know, you probably have to, there has to be certain requirements for this shit. Like, I'm really going to dive into this. You probably know the right people to talk to you about this. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be great when it, like, teachers should probably do that. Or, like, that's doc- the one area like, I agree. Yeah. Doctors, I know, like, they get, you know, placements and, like, they can go this place and that place. But, like, teachers, like, you know, at, you know, four years, five years, $200,000, like, like, you know, we've seen it time and time again, teachers are not paid nearly enough for the BS yeah. that they deal with. Um, so that's just like a quick thought that that was like a literally like on the spot conversation we had right before this. Now that someone better be listening to this and this gets legs and takes off. And I'm not good. I'm at the end of this year, I want to be negotiating a contract with my, with my current employer. Yeah. That's like two years, a hundred thousand dollars, but yes, ain't going to happen, but maybe shout out Freddie Mac though. Hey, shout out. What's crazy is they do. So at my job, they do similar things to that because, of course, 
they're public. So we've had some people leave and they go to some other place and you're like, oh, Jim down the street legit just got a new contract to become mm-hmm. like the CEO at some other company. And they negotiate those type of contracts. I know our CEO now, my man basically has a security guard wherever he goes inside of the building too. Um, and so you guys are probably wondering, well, how come we kind of just throw a Christian's job here and there, whereas most company, well, most people don't. I, in the beginning, I told my job what I do. So it's one of those that they know what I do and you all essentially know what I do now. So that's why I don't really have an issue or problem with doing it. How it all came about is when I actually applied for this job, I forgot and gave them the wrong resume. So on the resume, <laughs> it showed my business and the podcast. And they were like, so you do this and that. And ever since then, I'm like, you guys know, it's not like I hid anything from you all. But so well done, I, well done, well played. Yeah, I know. And this is stuff we talk about all the time. We have to talk about interest rates. We talk about refinancing when the good times, the bad times um, to talk about refinancing. So it goes hand in hand. Everything that I'm doing, we have to do this on the daily basis because they have to factor in. I won't tell specific numbers, but the past two years, they did extremely well. Um, just think about a dollar sign and a T. That's probably how well they did in a lot of those times or as going forward, projections are probably not going to be T's. They might be other letters of the alphabet. Um, So that's kind of been the big thing there. And it does affect so many different markets. You can even see here, it's just saying the S&P 500 falls for the fifth day. The S&P 500 and a lot of the different markets are resetting to almost pre-COVID levels. And that's all said because there was so much money thrown to everybody that they were like, oh, let's just invest it. What pissed me off, and I talked to one of my good friends about this, because we look at stocks every single day together. People were trying to tell me when I was like, yo, I don't know why you guys keep just investing in AMC and GameStop and Dogecoin, when if every single hedge fund and investment firm wanted to, they could fuck all of you up, like in two seconds. The money that you all think you have, I promise. I have seen half of their stuff. I have seen their balance sheets they could just put a percentage of it and all the money you thought you had would be nothing. And I've heard so many people saying, yeah, I just got my grandma and my mom into AMC when it was $30. Terrible decision. But you can't tell half these people that stuff because they all think during a bull market, everyone's the best investor ever. And I was talking to one of the vice presidents. We were like, everyone thinks they're a great investor during a bull market, but you find out who the real good investors are during a bear market. So during these times, you'll figure out who's going to invest and who's going to put money into them. But that was the real thing I wanted to end up talking about this. As you can see, these type of conversations, Stephen and I can have all the time because it's the most obvious things that are going on. Uh, We're both at an age where it impacts us both directly, but in two very different ways. Um, All of this stuff ends up hitting us. Another thing I did want to end up just bringing up because we, I've been doing a lot of spaces recently. The first one I have to do is a shout out to Cheddar Block Hello. Games, uh, Rug Remnants, and then also Block Stars. So Steven, get this. They are doing a 24-hour Twitter spaces. They started the Twitter spaces at, I think, like 1 or 2 a.m. hour time. And I was asleep when it first happened. I remember when Blake, who's the head of Cheddar Block Games, uh, reached out to me saying, like, hey, Hayes, like, I want you to end up jumping on and talking. I woke up today, like seven thirty, eight o'clock to a message saying, hey, um, here's the link. I would want you to hop on. Bro, he sent me that link at three o'clock. I was like, nah, they're probably still not going. I t- clicked in 
at eight o'clock. As soon as I got in, I was in the bathroom. I was like, they're probably not going to meet. Hey, it's like, you want to come on? I was like, shit, y'all are wired and ready to go. Meanwhile, yeah, let I'm me, just waking let up. Let me shit first. Yeah, let me, let me exactly. flush, bro. Let me flush. <laughs> I got to wipe. Yeah. So they were on, uh, it was probably seven or eight hours. I stayed on with them for two hours and they just ended it right before we got on here. So they went legit a whole 24 hours. Um, Blake is out of Australia. So it was like 8 a.m. his time. But it's one of those things of these people legit will dedicate and focus on that. So that's the first thing I wanted to do, salute them because Steve and I both know, we know damn well we would never be able to do a 24 hour thing. I know, I remember back in school and Steven could say the same, they used to have like those 24 hour um, fundraisers and like festivities and things. We had one at our school. It was more so I would say like 12 hours, like all night type of thing. And I went and then I went to sleep. I didn't even stay the whole time. So for these people doing these 24 hours, I salute them. And then I also have to salute, uh, shout out, I did a Spaces on Monday. And it was with Jet Getters, Cyber Samurai, and Anybody's. <clears throat> so just a little bit for everyone on these three. Um, the first one, Jet Getters, they're focused on the travel industry. So Airmonds, I'll be seeing him next week. Dope dude just talked to. He's also a part of D-Gods. They also, if you purchase one of their passes that come out this week, you'll be raffled for a chance to end up winning like an include all-inclusive trip to any of their destinations in the world. All you have to do is pay for your flight to get there. So that's something I will be taking part in. And also just talking to them, Cyber Samurai was another dope one we talked to and then Anybody. So Anybody's has done a collab with Nike. Um, you can see like their NFTs that they have like a shoe. Then they also did a collab with D-Guys. And here's the funny thing. And in my head, I had Steven telling me, now why the fuck would you do that? Because they had a collab with D-Guys and their NFTs, if you bought the NFT, then you would be able to get an in real life IRL hoodie. And I was like, all right, you know, let me go look it up. Like, this is super dope. And the cheapest one you could find that someone was selling their NFT for was 6.6 Solana. At the time, it was like $186. So in my head, I was like, I'm going to pay $186 just so I can get this hoodie. And then in my head, I heard Steven saying, hell no. Now, why do you need to do that? (laughs) So I already... I, I already don't respect you enough sometimes with, with some with some of the things I've heard you do. Now yeah. now that now that yeah that would have that would have really down sent everything downhill. Yeah, so that was the other thing. Um the last things we'll get into, we'll do our what the fuck or fire, and then we'll also do the raffle. So I've still been doing raffles, not gonna end up uh let's see if I can log into it. I'm only showing you this because I was not expecting this to end up happening with this raffle, but I've still been yeah, doing that's a long-ass password, bro. It is. I got Ow. it. <laughs> Jeez. You got, the, like, you got the nuclear codes in there. Password <laughs> so long. Two. Gosh. <laughs> so I won this one, and look at my percent chance that I had of even winning it. Mm. So that was, that was the same chance that Pistons had at the number one pick. Yeah, so you, I know. Fared, you fared it out pretty well. Exactly, I did. So that was that one I wanted to show you. And then there was another one where I thought I was going to win it. Like I bet the farm and everything. I said, you know what? I for sure have a chance at winning it. I want to see if I found, uh, probably won't find it. Um, yeah, it was this one. I was like, oh, I have a 100% chance, damn near. I had a 31% chance. Clearly you could tell I had more tickets than anybody else on here with 70. Next person at 20. 
and a person that had one ticket ended up beating me. So I was like, all right, you know what? Never doing that shit again, putting up a lot of tickets and then you end up don't getting it. So we'll go into what the fuck are fire. Uh, there's been a couple recently that I wanted to end up showing Steven. While this is coming up, I want to just let everyone know that Duppies, which is going to be the D God second collection will be out um, July 15th. They extended it. They increased it to a 15,000 NFT collection and it's going to be 375 dust. You already know your boy has 375 dust because he already had a dead God. So he's been staking it. So I don't have to worry about it. So for everyone out there that's thinking, oh, I don't have enough time to do it. Frank and the squad are giving you more than enough time to end up getting your duppies. Frank. So I don't think anyone has an issue or should not have an issue with that. But going into WTF or fire. All right. So the first one I have for you is this one. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not doing it. What the fuck? Nope. So <laughs> nope. my next one I have is this one. Um hmm. no. Okay. It reminds so, me of something from a, like Rocco's modern life. You want to know what's crazy? If you remember I'm that glad show. you brought that up. Yeah, so the creator isn't from Rocco's, but it's very similar. So the creator, Carl Jones, actually was an artist behind Black Dynamite and the Boondocks. Okay. So That's it's fair. a little bit similar. Um, the collection was at a seven Solana mint, so over $200 it costs per each one. So it's sitting at nine Solana, so you can kind of roughly make a little bit. Average sale price I've been out there is 12 but that was that one I wanted to bring up. The third one is this one. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll give it a fire. Okay. Low key, so, low key, low key, low key, but yeah. I'll give it a fire. So, <laughs> so I right. really, I liked the simplistic artwork behind it. What I did not like is the finance aspect because they increase their supply, but they also increase their price. Normally what sure. you do is when you increase your supply, you decrease your price. So that's what really pissed me off about it. I still thought the artwork was kind of cool, um, but that was the big thing with that one. The other one I have is this one. And all these, I'll tell you at the end why I brought all these up. Uh yeah that's yeah that's oh uh, yeah I like that one. Okay. Mainly because I'm mainly because I'm, I'm a fan of big cats. Uh -huh. and I want uh, and I want one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to own a tiger or a lion one day. So the final one. No thoughts on that. Well, I was gonna get into my thoughts after this one because I okay. didn't have thoughts on that. No, don't. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not even, don't worry about it. Don't so, worry about it. Funny thing about that is I'm another one, of course, a lot of, I would say, boys growing up, they kind of were enthralled with like the big cats. So for example, your tigers, your cheetahs, your jaguars, your lions. Those are the ones that a lot of people were interested in and your panthers. I was one in the same category, but then ever since I heard Mike Tyson had one, I was like, you know, I don't know if I really want a big tiger yeah. or a big cat yeah. anymore. You gotta be, you gotta be something crazy to like to have, have that take care of that. It's like, they, I mean, I, I 
remember i don't remember where but like it doesn't cost as much as you would think mm-hmm. to buy one but i mean think about like how much that it's like maintained too mm-hmm. how many steaks you got probably gotta buy like all the time like and you gotta have like a yard you can't just have that in your house chilling no <laughs> yeah oh so bringing that up uh so our neighbor has a bird and i think a bird is the one animal that pisses me off when people have Nope. Because you're telling nope. me you're just gonna keep the bird in a cage. Nope. All the time. All the time. Nope. You can't ever let it free or let it out because it's gone. It's not coming back half nope. the time. It's a bird. It's a bird. It's a bird. So you're telling me it where's it gonna fly? I'm not letting the bird just fly around my apartment. No, the bird. That's not happening. I hate and birds. I do too. Hey, and e- like funny. eagles are cool and like hawks are cool, but like no. Other than that, like pigeons, I get pigeons that land on my deck all the time. I want to shoot them. <laughs> All the time, like I just like they just like they, like they don't do anything. They just sit there and they make like an owl noise mm-hmm. and they just sit there and they they shit everywhere. And like I just want to yep. go and just like shoot them, mm-hmm. but like I can't because I got kids and I'll set a bad example for the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, not yet. I hate so birds. birds are that's my WTF or fire for today. Um, I want to say was if I can, into the NFL and the NBA stuff. So I want to talk about the game last night. One, have you been following the series? And two, what were your thoughts on last night? Well, yes, I have been following the series. And the the games are rigged. Like, rigged. It's not consistent, but like it never is. Like, there's not, they're not going to do, you know, seven games of a seven-game series. But they, they pick and choose those games. And, yeah, um, yeah I mean, if you like, – like, did you watch the game? Have you watched the series? Yeah. So this, I, I've been watching yeah. it. I, I said earlier, like, I haven't been watching as much as I probably thought I would. But, like, I watched enough, and then I watched the highlights again and again and again. So I basically do watch the entire game. Mm-hmm. But I think it was game two um, that what was, like, egregious with the calls. And the last night was the same way. There was like Gary Payton Jr. the third or whatever it is, eighth, I don't know. They like <laughs> tripped over his own feet when oh, yeah, on I that see. on that fast break. And then there was a play. Marcus Smart had like four penalty, like four penalties, four fouls called on him in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter within like a 30-second span. One was a technical foul. Technical fouls in the NBA are a complete joke. Unless it's like mm-hmm. like super crazy and like just out of control, sure. But if it's just like someone like talking to the ref too much or like whatever just like like that shouldn't be a thing but um jordan pool like you know he get uh marcus smart gave him like a little arm yeah. and pool like you know f- flop of the century and it's just like you know you can watch the game and like those calls like in the moment it's like eh, that's a bad call but you go look back you're like that was like that was a really bad really bad like complete nonsense call and i think that's like the nba is i I've had this conversation with a lot of people. The NBA, I think, is completely rigged, and which like the product is good, but like it's rigged. So, um, yes, I have been watching the series. Um, I think if the Warriors win, um, Andrew Wiggins should be the Finals MVP. I know Curry's had huge numbers, but I think if I mean he's average, he's averaging like thirty-four games, so he's probably going to win. But if we're being honest, like the Finals most valuable player MVP. So what it stands for, most valuable player, like Andrew Wiggins, if he has another big game in game six, I think he should win it. 
and Steph Curry should again be stumped out of a Finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm watching Jason Tatum needs to wake up. Yeah, he, he needs to have a Kobe Bryant, a Kobe Kobe Bean Bryant game. If he loves Kobe so much and he wants to and he wants to you know pay tribute to him, he'll drop 45 in in Boston mm-hmm. and do that. Um, Draymond had a better game last night than he had the first four games of the of the series. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope it goes seven. I hope Boston wins, but I don't think they're going to. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, oh boy. I think the first thought is <clears throat> I've never seen someone like Draymond get his way so many damn times to the point Steve Kerr, you could tell it's just annoyed with him. If you saw uh, Draymond's final foul in the game, he was demanding Steve Kerr to end up challenging that play. And it was like, all right, is it going to be Steph Curry or is it be Draymond? Because where the foul they called it at, Steph wasn't anywhere near it at that point. It was legit Draymond um, going up with the person about to score. So that's my first thing of Draymond fouls too many goddamn times. Like every time, bro. Every Every time. time. Every time. Offensive fouls, defensive (laughs) fouls, every technical fouls. Bro, you can he can get called for a foul every time down the court. Every time. And like mid-court technical foul. Yeah. So I think he's the closest thing you're going to get to the modern day-ish Dennis Rodman that people always admire and hope. This is the softest version you will ever get. You guys cannot get the Dennis Rodman of back in the day. He's like Dennis Rodman mixed with Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the nice version. You guys will not be able to handle even the Rasheed Wallace version. You guys would get upset every single time he said, ball never lies. I promise you that. So, and he started getting technicals for that stuff too. But that was the first thing. The second thing is the fact that it was Draymond and I think it was Gary Payton that tried to bully Jason Tatum. Jason, oh, had the- <laughs> how is that like, that? like that can't be allowed. Like, that no, cannot be a thing. You cannot. can't just like follow someone to their huddle because they're not giving you the ball and then try and instigate. A, a, a brawl what are you like mm-hmm. what are we doing it was man? Just them in all in the corner it was just them and then they walked straight through it but i have to agree with um steven on this so i mentioned earlier jet getters because i was talking to the founder airmonds last night he's a big fan of the warriors and we were just like talking about all of this and the big thing is the games went split both ways golden state won we're three two we're really three three two and we're gonna potentially go seven. This is the most weirdest way of six or seven games ever going that I've seen. You win every other, and then the Warriors won basically two. Well, How like, is that gonna happen? Well, it's like the games are close until like it's either like someone has a really big like first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And obviously teams who have a big fourth quarter are gonna win, but like like that's really how it's gone. Like the games have been really close until there's like a five or six minute span where one of the teams just takes off and like that's it. Like Golden State did that last night towards the end of the third quarter. They there was like yeah. the final like you know two or three minutes. They started like they tied it up because Boston had like that nice comeback, and mm-hmm. then they they went ahead by like five and they dropped the ball completely. They they like they had that game won. They just need to keep doing what they were doing, and then they they stopped they stopped doing that obviously. And then Golden State had that nice little run at the end of the third quarter. And then, boom, like, you know, with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, that game is basically over with. Yeah. And Boston's like, are insane. Yeah. Like, you looked in the first half. 
I've watched, I also tried to say, see, all right, let me look at it in different environments. Like I've been in a bar one time to see how that'll impact it. I've been like at home to just see if I felt the games differently at each place. It's all the same. One team will be ahead. The next team will come back. The other team will just come back ahead. And that's how it is. The wild part about this game is Boston should have won. There's no question about it. Steph did not make any of his threes. He missed them. And Clay Thompson, my man was just pulling up from everywhere. And I put out a tweet last night. It's insane when Steph and Clay are making threes. It's the craziest thing because they know it's going in. They know when they're going to miss. Most of us can look and be like, all right, it's going in or it's going to be a miss. I can swear to you not that I saw Steph last night pull up. The moment it left his hand, he started running. Of course, he's too small to get the rebound, but he knew exactly that that was off. Whereas you look at Clay, when he pulled up, he was walking the other way. It was like, it's going in corner top of the key it didn't matter where then Jordan Poole making that off the glass that's kind of when a lot of the tide changed when he made that stood in the corner for a minute they were kind of like oh this you know might be those baddies yeah he was just in that corner looking around and it's a game of runs you can do like they made just a game of runs and everyone says that all the time but like these these finals games have been like significant runs where yeah. the other team usually it's like you know an eight point swing and the other team takes a big lead and it happens later in the game again but like these runs are like, you know, 12, 13 to two runs and shit like that. And by the time you know it, you're the team's up like 20 and like, that's it. That's it. Ball game. Yeah. Which sucks. I really, I don't think Boston wins tomorrow. I think, I think there's a good chance they get blown out. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought that actually last night too, when the Warriors were up like 14 to three or something like that. But I, I just think that like, you're not, Steph's not, Steph and Clay aren't going to have back to back bad three-point games especially Not staff. yeah i no. mean that's the first time he's missed like missed first game first time in, over in 200 games. like 236 games mm-hmm. something like that something stupid where he hasn't made a three um yeah so i i think the warriors are the better team and their better players are, are not going to have back-to-back bad games whereas the celtics players best players have had back-to-back you know less than other games so yeah sucks but like whatever I'll close out the NBA Finals talk with, if you ever look on the news or if you look on TV, you end up seeing the Cowboys always get in the straight bullets. Saw that. Why yes, yes. <laughs> you don't know why. So yes. the straight bullet today is going to be D'Angelo Russell because look at the team. He They signed him to a good deal, dude, and he's not there, and they're in the finals. So I ain't going to say. Like, they had, because they had Wiggins, they had D'Angelo Russell, and they had Towns. Like, Minnesota just panicked and just got rid of Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I saw someone's like, where would they be without it? They'd be like, well, it'd probably still be the AT because of the Timberwolves. But like, nonetheless, yeah. like Wiggins is going to, he's going to make himself some cash too. Absolutely. This is what you needed. And look at all three picks that Cleveland took. Number one, Kyrie, Wiggins, and LeBron. And look at how potentially. You forgot, you forgot Anthony Bennett. So continuing with my point <laughs> is. <laughs> Lightning doesn't strike twice. So that was their one lightning hit. Oh, man. And Wiggins <laughs> might win a championship. So it's good for them overall. And I think a lot of this was under David Griffin, um, yeah. a lot of this drafting. But that's the close I talk of that. Every week we've been trying to do rankings in terms of the NFL. Steve and I were both talking beforehand. This might be – this is tougher than you think. Um, the running backs were a little bit easier because there's not a billion excellent running backs. There's like tiers to running backs, but wide receivers. And I texted this to Steven earlier. The wide receivers are tougher because two of the 
big time wide receivers traded teams. And one of them continues all the time to hype up his quarterback. The other one, you just see pictures of them back in college. You don't really know. I remember when Stefan Diggs went to Buffalo, that was one of the easy ones that I was like, Stefan Diggs is going to be like that. Reason being, we knew what Stefan Diggs was and you knew how far Josh Allen can throw the ball. Those mm-hmm. two are going to go together. We don't know what the hell you're going to get from Derek Carr. And we damn sure don't know what's going to happen with Tua because Jalen Waddle and you call him Tuba? Kittle, Tua. I think you and, Tuba. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you know, they're two different players, but yet they're the same. Tyreek Hill, send him straight down the field and just chuck it up there. Can Tua do that? We don't know. Jalen Waddle, he's going to run like your in routes and like your slants and stuff so that he'll be able to get it and go with that. But do you want me to start or do you want actually Steven will start um, okay. with his rankings in a second. But as we continue, another thing you have to think about is Ben Roethlisberger is not there anymore. So that affects like the receivers that are going to be out in Pittsburgh. Um, you have to think of we're trying not to get into it, but I don't know who has a higher score, college basketball teams or the amount of massages that Deshaun Watson continues to get. Because when I found that out, that's insane. But that impacts the receivers that are going to be in Cleveland. But what are your um, ranking thoughts? So we'll start with your lowest and let everyone know what your lowest is and we'll go to number one. Okay. So when I first started looking at the list for receivers, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, because I just, all these names, you got to think about some guys coming back from injuries. Some guys Mm -hmm. are changing teams. Some guys are on the same team, but different quarterbacks or new systems. Um, some guys are suspended. I think there's one guy suspended. But, like, and there's guys coming into the draft who probably shouldn't be on this list. But, like, you know, there's a really good chance. And, like, I have – so we did uh, we did 15. But I put mm-hmm. nine guys um, on my honorable mention, which usually we have, like, four. So I'm yeah. going to go through my one through – my 15 to one, and then I'll go into my – um my honorable mentions and like i, I want to say this is like my 15 to 1 but like it's almost like in no particular order with these wide receivers 15 aj brown aj brown last year was probably a top five receiver right but like yeah again i said you know and i've said this before about receivers and everything it's like how much do i trust the quarterback and you can probably answer that one with the with the eagles <clears throat> 14 you just mentioned Jalen waddle yeah. Another guy who could probably be a top 10 quarterback or a top 10 receiver. Number 13, CeeDee Lamb. How much do I, t- do I trust Dak Prescott? You know, with, and now he's the, the number one guy with Noah Mara Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, 12, Jerry Judy. You forget. I totally forgot about it, but Russell Wilson is now in Denver. So, yeah. like, that might catapult him up to, like, a top, top 10 receiver. Um, the guy ahead of him, I have a number 11, um, former target for Russell Wilson, uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, and who the hell is going to be the quarterback for them? Drew Locke? Ain't nobody knows. I know. <laughs> but again, like, DK is so good, though, and so elite that he can make, probably make a guy like Drew Locke into a Pro Bowl quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, the numbers he can do, what he can do. Number 10, I got Chase Claypool. Like, same situation. He's not as great as, as, as Metcalf, but, like, this is one of those years where I finally think that, you know, there's no Juju. I know they have Deontay Johnson, but he drops some passes. So, and they have Friday moves, but they're obviously not going to throw the ball to tight end every time. So this is the chance for Claypool to show what he can do. And I think he's got it in him. Like 10s, I feel like a little high for him, but you know, whatever. Number nine, Tyree Kelp probably could be number one or number two, but 
but Tuba Tongvalo is the quarterback. So like, who knows how that's going to go. That's going to stick now too, by the way. Um, <laughs> number eight, number eight, Justin Jefferson. I don't trust, I don't trust um, um, Kirk Cousins at all, really. You know, like he can have a really, he, he can have all pro season or he can suck. And there's really no between. So, but again, Jefferson's great. So kind of makes up for it. Number seven, Debo Samuel. He hates the 49ers, yet he's still going to show up to camp. He's requested a trade, basically. So he's still an elite player. He probably could be number two or three, but here we are at seven. Number six, probably the most consistent receiver in the league is um, Mike Evans. Yes. Um, he, he could also be number number two or number three, number one, whatever. But, you know, Tom Brady breaking down some. You don't know how, you know, how he's going to be, so we'll see. Number four, just talked about him again, Devontae Adams. I don't think it matters who the quarterback is. He's always going to be open, catches a lot of a lot of good, good, uh, tough passes. So you'll use him in every single way. Number three, the most consistent matchup uh, in terms of quarterback receiver, Stefan Diggs. I think that's a pretty easy one. Number two, Cooper Cup. I don't anticipate him having the same record, almost record-breaking season, but you know, he's he proved last year that he's he's that guy, he's that dog. Uh, number one, I got um, Jamar Chase. Mm. I think I think him and Burrow for the next ten years, if the Bengals are smart about it, which will probably trade Jamar Chase. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's that's the the going to be the, the, the number one duo in the league for the next ten years. Now, my <laughs> my honorable mentions, I'll do these quick. I got Chris Godwin coming off an injury, but nonetheless, um, Amari Cooper. Julio Jones, where is Julio Jones? Is he still on a team? Is he still on he's, the Titans? <laughs> no, he's blank right now. Okay, so Julio Jones, he could easily top, go top five because he's he's still you know still good. Michael yeah. Thomas coming off an injury, um, but they also got Chris Olave, so we'll see how that how that works out. Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson's a potential top five receiver in the league, but he played for the yeah. shit. He played for the Bears last year, which sucked, and now he's going to the Rams, which he can have an All Pro season. So that's why Cooper Cup might slide down a little bit because Allen Robinson is like a legitimate potential, like top five guy. He's got all those tools, at least top 10. Um, DeAndre Hopkins spent for, for six games. He could easily mm-hmm. be a top three receiver, but he's suspended for six games. So I put that, put that in there. Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to be really fucking good this year. Now yeah. he has, he's played from the Jets. So like that sucks, but like, you know, all you gotta do is throw it deep and he'll probably catch it. Um, Cause he, has some of the best hands in the draft. Juju, mm-hmm. Tyree Kill's gone. Juju's in. They're still going to use Travis Kelsey a shit ton. But, I mean, Juju has some moments in Pittsburgh where you're like, okay, here we go. He's going to be like the next great next great receiver in Pittsburgh. Got injured and too many TikTok videos and whatever, but <laughs> nonetheless. And the last one, T. Higgins. I love T. Higgins. Yeah, I've always yeah. loved T. Higgins. Um, I'm a big fan of him. Um, he's had some injuries, but he played well in the Super Bowl, which is good. That's nice. He played well in the playoffs last year. Um, he's a great compliment to Jamar Chase if he gets double team, great target, good hands. Um, so like I don't I didn't know what to do with this list. Some of these names probably like DK Metcalf might fall off the face of the earth if Drew Lock is his quarterback. I'm saying and, and Tyree Kill might not have a, a Pro Bowl season with Tuba Tonga Bailoa as his quarterback. And you know, same with who knows what's gonna happen with AJ Brown. So I mean, like this is a crapshoot of, of a league for the receivers. There's so much talent though. Yeah, like there's so much talent on this piece of paper right here, but there were so yeah. many different situations, suspensions, injuries, 
new like, quarterback, new, new whatever, like any number of situations. I don't know what to do. So I'm really interested to hear your list. I'm not going to have any arguments against your list either because like you might have Tyree Kill number one and like Jamar Chase number four, which like that's totally reasonable. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you got? So Steve, what I like about Steven and I, when we have these conversations, I always remember a receiver I forgot because I honestly had to end up thinking of a lot more of these rookie wide receivers. The ones that before I start, the ones that we did have very similar, um, the honorable mentions for us, we both had Chris Godwin. That was an easy given one to end up doing. Another one was DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I don't have them in my top 15 because I Drew don't Lock? really know. Because of Drew yeah. Lock, you don't yeah. know. And then also Geno Smith, he's saying, yeah, you know, I'm going to be good. Everything's going to be good. I don't really know what's going to happen um, with them. The other honorable mentions I had, DJ Moore, who the hell knows about the quarterback situation? Apparently they want Baker Mayfield there. That clearly says how bad Sam Darnold really is. And they're being honest about it. If they're saying it's urgent, or I don't know if they're trying to pressure other teams, but I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, the other one is how Ryan Tannehill is going to do. So there's a lot of ifs. I was telling Stephen beforehand, this is like a hypothesis, a lot of if then statements because Traylon Burks and Robert Woods can be super good or nothing because Derrick Henry is still healing from his injury. So we have to see about that. Steven brought up Juju Smith, Schuster, and I have to talk about Sky Moore. I don't know what's going to happen because Patrick Mahomes and on the other side, Aaron Rodgers or Christian Watson, they have to get a feel for them. So those are two that I will more than likely pick up either Traylon Burks, Sky Moore, or Christian Watson in a lot of drafts, at least one of them. This is going to be my Jimmy Graham for like the next three to five years of <laughs> really know Stop that. what's going to happen. Um, but going into my list, so at number 15, I have two. I have T. Higgins and I have A.J. Brown. I don't know what's going to happen with A.J. Brown. I didn't even bring up Devontae Smith in this. I don't really know what's going to happen with the Eagles receivers. Jalen Hurts runs so much that it puts a question mark mm -hmm. on a lot of this. We also don't know about his accuracy. Now, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith can be two of the best receivers in the league with Dallas Goddard, or they might not be anything. And this could be Jalen Hurts' last year. T. Higgins, I do believe, and this was a tough thing for me, um, before the Super Bowl and everything happened, I really did think about getting season tickets to the Cincinnati Bengals because I said they can keep those three intact, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow. With Joe Mixon, potentially, they can do a lot there. So I do want to see what happens, but T. Higgins has been doing very good. That doesn't bode well for Tyler Boyd because I think he's like the odd man out with a lot of it. Um, going into number 14, I have Mike Evans and Jerry Judy. Again, two interesting wow. situations because Mike Evans will be getting a lot of playtime now, but I do want to see what other receivers Tom Brady ends up going to also. What's 14, gonna happen. though? Well, you yeah, have to Mike get the Evans? rest of my list. Oh, okay, sorry. This man also said he won't have any. <laughs> my fault. <laughs> That's on me. But Jerry Judy also, at 14, you don't know what's going to happen with Cortland Sutton. So that's the other part of it. Um, did your voice going, crack? It did for a second. So <laughs> <laughs> number 13 is the first one. 13 and 12 are two that Steven does not have that I put on here. Number 13, although it's a hybrid, Cordero Patterson. 
Uh, he had a monster year last year. I want to see if he ends up being able to do the same, especially with Mariota. So that's 13. Number 12, he has been one of the most consistent players and very underrated with a thousand yard seasons. It didn't really matter what team he's on. Only thing that stopped him was concussions and that's Brandon Cooks. And so I want to see, they, I don't know if they, with David Mills, I don't know if it is one of those situations of, oh, he's the side chick and the main chick left, so you're loving the side chick, or if he genuinely is going to be a good quarterback and they really want to build around him. Because he did, he kind of just said, all right, I know Cooks is somewhere down there. So I have Brandon Cooks at 12. Number 11, and this might be one of the final years I have him on this list, is Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen for a long time was good, but number, the next one you'll hear, has been doing a little bit better. And you could tell they're kind of going to go around that court in San Diego. Number 10, and this is someone that I've really liked. And I think with the new quarterback, he can do well. Again, a lot of these have new quarterbacks, but number 10 is Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is a, sorry, Michael Pittman Jr. He is a big receiver. And Carson Wentz, no offense, I had Carson Wentz on my team. I've seen what he does with people. Carson Wentz did not always find Michael Pittman when they needed to find Michael Pittman. And I think Matty Ice can do a much better job. Matt Ryan has had Calvin Ridley. He has had Julio Jones. He's had good receivers there. So he will know how to get it to Michael Pittman Jr. when it counts. And I think he could be in line for a better season. He just can't fumble the ball. That's something he can't do. He can't let that thing go out of his hands because he's going to get all the number one cornerbacks a lot of the time. Big, small, it doesn't matter. Number nine, Mike Williams. Um, Justin Herbert's going to be working with Herbert, Williams, and Eckler. Williams just also got a nice contract not too long ago. So that's something we do need to end up seeing. And Herbert, I believe, and he'll be in our quarterback rankings, is one of the better quarterbacks in the league, too. So I have to say shout out to Justin Herbert because what they're doing there is good, although a lot of people feel they should go back to San Diego. Um, number eight, CeeDee Lamb. I only have him there because he's going to have to steal balls away from the cornerbacks just the same way he was stealing his phone away from the girl. So we'll yeah. see what he ends up doing there as a number one receiver because they gave a lot of money and trust into Michael Gallup for someone that's injured. So it's going to be on CD lamb, whether he sinks or swim. I like Michael um, CD lamps since college, like early college days when he was at Oklahoma number seven, and this might be too low, but it really depends on, if he wants to play or not, Debo Samuel. Again, he, him and Cordell Patterson's in that wide receiver running back. So it is fair, but not really fair. But that's why I have at number seven. Number six, I have Stefan Diggs. They just have a lot of receivers that are there. So I noticed that they brought in Gabriel Davis. Well, they have Gabriel Davis. They brought in Jamison Crowder. And Jamison Crowder is very similar to Stefan Diggs in the sense of they both will run those short patterns. So I want to see who Josh Allen's goes to. And then you also have to think they have Dawson Knox as well. So that's someone else that's going to eat away at a lot of this. So figuring out what's going to happen there. Number five, and this person could be number one, depending on what Tuba ends up doing, but mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill <laughs> is on a new team. <laughs> yeah, he called him. <laughs> and number four is another new team person, but I don't really know if I can put him higher because I don't know what's going to happen. And that's Devontae Adams. I do have to say shout out to um, Mr. Third Down out there in Las Vegas Raiders for that new contract he just got. But Devontae Adams, I have at number four. Number three, I have Justin Jefferson. 
I want to believe that he's going to do well. Notice I didn't put Adam Thielen on this list because it has gone in the direction of it being Justin Jefferson. Um, Justin Jefferson did have 10 touchdowns and 16, 16 receiving yards last year. Number two, and he could easily be number one, but number two, I have Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase had a balling season last year for these two LSU receivers. And this is what it just goes into. That team, Stephen, was so nice at LSU, like stupid nice to have the quarterback, those receivers, and both of them be good. And the Eagles missed out on both of them, but we won't get into that. But both of them being very good. Jamar Chase had 13 touchdowns, 1455 receiving yards, and he was just getting going too. This is coming from the one that said he didn't know how he would be able to catch the football and stuff like that in the beginning. He got all y'all with that. And I have to go number one just because he proved it last year until he doesn't prove it. And then he also got that nice contract. I don't know how the Rams have the money for all this. Steve and I have talked about that. I need to see some financial statements because it does not make sense. But Cooper Cup. It makes and no sense. It makes no, no sense. At There's all. no way they can pay. <laughs> Yo, real quick. Did I, did you, did you write down my, my list? So what was your number five? Because I wrote down everything, but I didn't hear number five. Yeah, I don't. I think I skipped it. Um, Keenan okay. Allen. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I, I, when you said that, I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember saying his name. I know I had him on my list. Yeah. I had, my number, I had a number five. Okay. So, there you go. So I have all of Stevens, and then we'll continue to go through this and monitor it through the season. I'm not going to be as pressed with the receivers as I will be probably with, like, running backs, quarterbacks, and tight ends because the wide receivers – you never really know. It's one of those things of you might miss on the first receiver, but you can hit a home run on that second receiver or mm-hmm. someone you never expected to be good um, comes out of nowhere. But those are our receiver rankings. We'll end it as always. I have like a which you prefer, would you rather oh, thing. Boy. So the one for today, it's not too tough. It's one I've been thinking about for a while, but would you rather have your favorite job in the world, your dream job and be making minimum wage or have a suck ass job and then make like around six figures. <laughs> uh, what am I gonna be making? What's like what's minimum wage? Like what am I gonna be making a year? Uh, minimum wage, last I checked, was maybe around like $15, $16 an hour. Mm. I'm going with the generous minimum wage because if we want to go with like our area minimum wage, I don't think you're gonna like it as much. Uh, our area minimum wage is twelve fifty an hour. Oh, um, <laughs> man, that's tough. Um, in today's economy, in today's world, you're not living nowhere. I probably would rather have a shit job and make bank. Um, but man, that's tough. That really sucks. That is that tough. Yeah, like in today's climate. Like five years ago, I would say my dream job. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. Uh, making minimum wage, making like 40, 50 grand a year. Fine. I'll take that. No doubt. Mm. But today's world, um, yeah, I'll probably be taking a really shitty job making six figures. Yep. God, that sucks. Yeah. I'm such a terrible person. <laughs> this is the easiest one for me. I will take that shitty suck ass job yeah. <laughs> any day. <laughs> Not even thinking twice about it. I will put my uh, hopes and dreams on the wayside buy it if everyone out there knows i kind of did have similar dream jobs that i wanted in like recreation and i switched totally different fields and went to finance it's not suck ass i genuinely love finance and this is what i want to do for a living but you have to go from and people used to tell me this all the time there's certain jobs that you can 
do volunteer and just as a hobby and then the ones that you genuinely have a passion for and it's going to be paying your bills and finance is something that will challenge my mind and something i do appreciate compared to like recreation i can just volunteer coach a team and satisfy that as well but so that's that what you got for everyone um shout out to my daughter graduated preschool last week um so we're basically off to college um you are which sucks uh off to kindergarten little man finished no my daughter finished pre-k mm-hmm. and now she's done the kindergarten and my son finished preschool now he's on to pre-k um so was that their handwriting or the teacher oh uh, that was that was brooks um okay come on uh, <laughs> that's that's a ridiculous question um it looks very nice um yeah so shout out to my daughter finished preschool knew she would mason not so sure about yet um we'll see what the little you know as much as i rag on mason like he's just like he's just me like he's just me and i I saw i saw this today um and i'll I'll wrap up mine up for this something about like so you're not only raising like your son but you're raising someone's potential husband someone's potential dad so raise your you like that's all i'm trying to do like mia i'm not worried about and like Mm -hmm. i don't know how to like raise a girl because i like didn't grow up a girl so i don't know how exactly yeah right so i I was i didn't go through those things i i know how to raise myself i know how to like and that's what i'm doing i'm raising myself like i'm just i'm trying to teach mason how to not be as big of a degenerate as i was Mm -hmm. like you can still have fun but like not be as big of a degenerate and like be like a functioning you know member of society like a good human well before i became one so and i'm still like a degenerate but like less of a degenerate than i was but like that's the goal when you have kids is to teach them all the bad things in life that you know, like now that you didn't know then that you wish you knew then that's what you're trying to do. It takes a while. Like my kids are five and three. So it takes a while to get to that point in life, but like, you got to start now. And I tell people that all the time, if you're going to have kids, you got to start like routines and like getting like, yes, like, yes, please. Yes. You know, please. And thank yous. And like, yes, ma'am, no ma'am, whatever shit like that. You got to start that early. So, but mm-hmm. shout out to my daughter for graduating preschool or pre-K, yeah. whatever it is. College. Yeah. I don't know. Shout out. So two Shout things out. I'll end up saying that I'll get into mine. One, I fully agree with what Steven said because I don't have sisters either. So that's like one thing I always tell when I end up dating people. I just talk to people. Two things I'll always struggle with uh, raising a daughter because that's one of those things. I didn't have sisters. So I wouldn't know. I just had a lot of cousins. And the other thing is I didn't have grandparents. Uh, all of my grand- my parents' parents passed away at an early age. So of course, when I talk to people now, I become super attached to their grandparents because I never had them. So that's one of those things of understanding like, oh, when someone passes away, I'm like, damn, you can never say, I understand what you're going through because I don't know what you're going through. I can only say, I feel bad and my condolences. But the other thing I wanted to say in terms of Steven is, Steven's kids look exactly like the parents. Like I've looked at it and I'm like, damn, he looks like a little Steven. And then I'm like, wow, she looks just like your wife. Like she mm-hmm. really spot and yeah, but I always tell this to Steven because they're never gonna let the player just grow up. He just wanna chill in life. Like that's all he wants to do. He just yeah. wants to get by. And that's how it's always gonna be. Yeah. Um, so just, my just only story, chill. yeah. My only story I have is I'll catch everybody next week in New York. I'm really hyped to end up seeing everyone out there. And I just gotta say, shoot or shoot. Peace. So we out. <laughs>